0: Welcome to Tia's Table, where we talk about making fitness and wellness doable for busy women like you and me. Looking for healthy meal ideas, workout motivation, and good conversation? Don't worry, I got you, girl. Sit back, grab a snack, and let's have some girl talk. Hey, girl. Welcome back to another episode of Tia's Table. This is where we talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, food, and a lot of fun topics too. I'm Tia, a behavior change specialist, accountability coach for women who are looking to live a healthier life in a low-maintenance way that is doable for them in the life that they are currently living so they can live their best without the stress. Ooh, girl, put that on a T-shirt. Listen, I'm so excited to talk to you about some really cool things that I've learned in this month of January, I mean, we have not even had a full month of 2023 yet, and I feel like I have already learned so much, and I want to pass all of that information on to you, because, girl, we don't gatekeep around here. So when I learn new things or things that I find to be helpful, I'm going to pass them on, and you do what with that information what you will, right? Okay, so before we get started, let's talk about what is on our table right now. And let me just be all the way real. I'm eating a lot of vegetables right now. I feel like I'm eating a lot of salad. I feel like I'm eating all of the rainbow and it's okay because the food is good. And you know how I know my system is clean. Like girl, I have not even had a treat meal this year yet, right? I have not had a treat. I have not had a French fry, no Chinese takeout. I have not even been to my taco spot yet so you know that that's how you know your girl is locked in that's how you know your girl is locked all the way in no wine no champagne no nothing and I did not forget okay I haven't had anything to drink since I left New Orleans and I realized after I finished recording the last episode that I never told you about my trip so girl we'll get into that at the end of this call I pinky swear um but yeah like my system is so clean and I know it's clean because when I eat orange bell peppers, they taste like candy. Like they literally taste so sweet. I don't have to dip them in nothing. I don't have to sprinkle nothing on them. Like my palate has been cleansed of all of the filth of 2022. And here I am enjoying raw vegetables in my car on the way to drop children off at school in the morning. Who am I even becoming? I don't know. Hopefully it's a better version of myself. One can only hope. So right now, I want to talk to everybody about something that's been really helpful to me. It's something that I've recommended to my ladies before, and that is the idea of a bento box. When you have to eat on the go, or you know you're going to be out all day, you know you're going to need food, but you know you don't want to go to anybody's drive through window to get it. Let me tell you about how the bento box has been a lifesaver for me. Now, you can buy bento boxes at Starbucks. Like, they have the protein box, and I think they have, like, a couple other ones. But if you go to Starbucks often, you already know. Sometimes you get to Starbucks, and, girl, they're sold out. Or they just don't have them. Now you're getting, like, a piece of pound cake or that warm chocolate chip cookie, which I can't even be mad at you about because if you went there for food and they don't have what you went to get then you've got to get something. And everything at Starbucks is like so delicious. But the the protein box is like really good. And it's just enough food to hold you over until you get to, you know, like your next meal. So taking that idea, like that concept, and then just doing it at home, mm, so easy. We can do it. And we'll, of course, customize it to what we like to eat. So what, what goes in my bento box? Y'all know I like to pick one thing and I basically just like eat that all week because that makes it easy for me um, and I don't have to think about anything. When I have too many choices, that becomes a problem for me. So I like to keep it really simple. In my bento box this week, for example, um, my protein option is boiled egg whites, right? I love that. And I normally sprinkle the Mrs. Dash salt-free, everything but the bagel seasoning on those. Love it. Those hold up really well. Then for like a fruit or like a sweet option, I'll choose either strawberries or like grapes. Or if I have some of those little cuties, I'll do one of those in the fruit portion of the bento box. And then for the larger part of the bento box, I tried to fill it with veggies. So like this morning, I did orange bell pepper because I'm so in love with those right now and English cucumber because I just love cucumbers. Now I did salt and pepper the cucumber with a little bit of Himalayan pink salt or is it pink Himalayan salt or whatever. I got the pink salt (laughs) I sprinkled it with black pepper um, on my cucumbers, and they were, ooh, just so good. So good. Now, what's probably not in my bento box are some of the things you see in in the boxes you get at the store, right? Normally, those boxes will have, like, nuts and cheese in them. And since I'm trying to keep my fats pretty low... I'm not um you know putting any of those in my box but if that's not something that you're monitoring or that you care about then absolutely put some seeds and nuts in yours put your favorite cheeses in yours um and you can make yourself you could uh, you could really make this a really good lunch like low key this could be like a little um cute grown-up lunchable for you on the go if you wanted to make it that way i think the the box at starbucks does come with a piece of bread or like some type of biscuit type adjacent thing i don't know um but that's also something that you could put in yours too so if you have like a thin bagel um uh, maybe you could do half of a half of the thin bagel um, or some other type of like rice cake. I'm really into the rice cakes right now. Let me tell you, I tried the caramel rice cake because one day I had a sweet tooth and I'm like, well, oh my gosh, what can you eat that's sweet, that's not fruit, um, that's also not something that's processed or like a baked good or something like that. And I don't know what I was watching or listening to or whatever, but something came to me Um, and it reminded me of rice cakes and how rice cakes are like so low in calorie. Um, and they are just like perfect for if you're trying to watch what you're eating, right? Um, so I went to that section in the grocery store and I saw that they had flavored rice cakes. One of the flavors was caramel. Girl, I got a pack of those. I opened it as soon as I got into the car because I was literally fiending for the taste of something sweet. And it has changed my life. Like it's cha- like when I'm at that point in the day where I'm like, ooh, like right after I eat a salad and you know, this is how we are. Is this not how we are? This is how we are. I will eat the largest salad that you have ever seen. I will eat a whole salad bar, right? And when I'm done eating, I'll say to myself, mm, now I need something sweet <laughs> because all of that salty and savory has like, overwhelm my taste buds and i feel like i need something sweet to kind of like balance it back out let me just say the rice cake does its job and i want to say that thing is only like 50 calories um i want to say the carb count is low like it's very ideal i remember reading the label and thinking yep this is it this is the winner this is what we're gonna do we're going for the caramel rice cake give them a shot you will love them now but y'all Don't take that karma rice cake and start putting stuff on top of it. We're supposed to just be eating it just the way she is. Just right out of the package. Boom. That's the way to go with that. So hopefully that's a good idea. You can also add a plain rice cake to your bento box. And both of those things have been like so clutch for me right now. So hopefully those are two ideas that you can also use and get behind. Now, what I really wanted to talk to you about this month are a couple different things, right? Some lessons that I've learned in January that will hopefully take me all throughout 2023 as it relates to my health and wellness fitness journey, right? And like I said in the beginning, because we do not gatekeep around here, anytime I learn anything that I feel might be beneficial to you, I'm gonna pass that information along. So I started working with a personal trainer and I think we talked about that on the last episode um, I love her, love her, love her. We have only been working together, I think, for maybe, is it two and a half weeks, maybe? I've already lost weight. Like, I can already look at myself in the mirror and see physical change, like where I can tell, like, wow, you've been doing something different because you look different. And I love that. That's so incredibly motivating. She has such a gentle, loving, But like down to business attitude, and that works for me because I love when people like tell me what to do, but sprinkle a little love on it, right? Give me all of the directions, but say it with a gentle, warm, welcoming, motherly spirit and you're going to get me to do what you want all day, like all day long. So love her. So glad that we were matched together because she's like perfect for me. But in working with her, I've learned a couple different things that I want to pass on to you. So, one of the first lessons that I think um she taught me without and these are things she's not even trying to really teach me. I'm just like, "Oh, duly noted." as she's talking. So, one of the first things that she taught me was that for every 10 minutes of effort when you're doing any type of cardio workout, you should be burning at least a hundred calories. And when she said that, I was like, hmm, well, I wonder what I've been doing up until this point. So then I got on the treadmill for our warm up, and it instantly hit me that, oh girl, like I've never, <laughs> I have never burned a hundred calories in 10 minutes that I'm aware of. Not on this side of adulthood anyway. Maybe when I was younger, when I was you know hitting that five, six, seven, eight every day after school for cheerleading practice, but these days, no, I have not. You know, I thought the warm up up until this point was just like getting us ready, like warming us up, if you will. I did not think that the warm up was supposed to leave you hot and bothered. Thought it was just the warm up, but mm-mm, nope. Warm up at the end of the warm up, you should be hot and bothered and like ready to go. You should be ready to risk it all at the end of the warm up. So I've been putting that into practice. And now whenever I work out, whether it's at the gym or at home, I'm like, let me give myself ten minutes to burn a hundred calories. And then of course if you warm up for 15 minutes, you want to hit 150, so on and so on. Game changer changes everything why does that change everything well because I know a lot of us like numbers and a lot of us like to just see things on our watches and when you finish 10 to 15 minutes of exercise and you look down and you say oh I've already burned almost 200 calories it's gonna be a good day it's going to be a good day and that sets you up to burn about four to five hundred calories by the time your workout is over and that's really what you want Because 500 calories a day, if you're burning that, that means you should be losing a pound of fat every week because it takes, um, yes, with the mouth, we're not gonna get into that today. But yeah, you should be clocking to lose weight if that's what you're doing every day. So love that, that's lesson number one. Lesson number two kind of goes hand in hand with this and we talked about this back in, was it October when we did our squat challenge? That 10,000 steps a day, that I think people are still sleeping on because it's no longer popular but literally on my workout checklist cuz she sends me one every day. Um on my checklist it says walk 7 to 10,000 10, steps every day. All of them, even Saturday and Sunday. And Saturday and Sunday is hard because obviously like you're also trying to rest on Saturday and Sunday. So the weekends I do find that to be hard, but you know what that That meant that, that meant for me anyway, that now I have to start like running or walking or something every single Saturday and Sunday. And to be honest with you, I've chosen to just do Saturday because I'm like, Oh, Tia, you're going to rest all day on Sunday. And I think that's an important thing to note here too. So even if you decide to work with the personal trainer or you decide to buy a program from somebody and you're following it, always take what you have been given and format it to fit your life. So if you know, oh, I need just one day where I don't have to do nothing and nothing is expected of me, then take that day, schedule it, make it part of your workout program and then tell whoever it is that's training you, oh, like I don't do so-and-so on this day. Like, because they have to also understand other parts of wellness. And for me, my mental health says you need at least one day out of the week where nothing is expected of you, where you don't have to get up, get dressed, be anywhere, do anything, none of that. So I love the fact that I get to rest like completely at least one day out of the week. So that's how I've been going about the seven to 10,000 steps a day. Um, Another thing that I wanna point out about that too is that I also try to make sure within my cardio of whatever workout I'm doing that day, I try to make sure that I hit 7,000 steps during my actual workout. So, I mean, and I count whatever steps I may have gotten leading up to my workout, I think, and I have I have looked. So this is, you know, this is just a nerd in me coming out a little bit. But I've looked at how many steps I get in the morning just getting my kids ready for school. <laughs> and getting them ready for school in the morning, I get about 2,500 steps, right? So by the time I get to the gym, I'm probably somewhere right under 3,000, somewhere between two to 3,000 steps, I'm there by the time I even get to the gym. So when I'm warming up, of course I'm running, and I'm running very fast because I'm trying to get that 100 calories in the 10 minutes, so you pick up some steps there, and then when I'm done working out, my cool down also contributes to my step count. And lately, I have been running for my cool down, which sounds kind of backwards, but it works for me and I I like it. Um, And that helps me get to my 7,000 steps before I leave the gym. That way, I know throughout the rest of the day as I run errands, do things I need to do, cook, clean, whatever. I know I'm adding to that step count and I've already hit that step goal for the day. So, Don't sleep on getting those steps in every single day. Engaging your core. You know, I think naturally I'm a person who does not necessarily engage her core all the time. And I know this because when I'm working out, I have to mentally remember like, oh, you need to suck in your stomach. Sucking in your stomach and engaging your core is basically the same way. One of them just sounds a lot nicer than the other. So I'm like, yes, engage your core, Tia. Engage your core, engage your core. Her telling me um, that your core, she always says, like, your core doesn't get an easy pass or your core is not getting the day off, like, engage your core. I can hear her in my head saying that now. And even when I'm at home doing stuff, i I'll think to myself, "Utia, engage your core." Like it immediately fixes your posture, number 1, and number 2, it activates those muscles, so those muscles are getting a workout regardless of what you're actually doing. And I know we've talked about waist trainers around here before. She likes to point out to me all the time, "No one needs a waist trainer." Like she and she even said to me one day, she was like, "If you ever think about buying a waist trainer and i kind of wanted to be like um ma'am i've bought like five of those (laughs) i have like which which kind you looking for because i got them all um but she was like if you ever think about spending your money on a waist trainer she was like please call me and you can send me that money and i'll provide you with some kind of service that's actually going to help you she was like all the corset and all of the tightening and all of that that you need is already built into your body. You just have to learn to engage it and keep it engaged. She was like, "So your core does not get a day off." Um, and I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but it it's tired. My my core has given birth to three people." So I feel like my core probably deserves a day off every now and again, but I guess, you know, since I'm trying to look like something else come summer. I guess, you know, I've got to tell her, like, sis, you got to wake back up. Like, we trying to be fine again. So you got to stay engaged. We're in this together, you and me. That's what I have to start telling my core. Another thing that I've learned is that working out four days and resting for three is pretty much all you need. Now, I say that, but it kind of also depends on your goals, And it also kind of depends on what you need to remain consistent. I feel like some people, in order to be consistent, they need to work out maybe every day or they need to do something that keeps them active every day. Um, For me, I'm like, if I know I'm going to go hard four days out of the week and then those other three days, I get to do some type of active recovery or just rest, that works for me, right? Right. I like knowing that, okay, Monday through Thursday, you go hard. Friday, you can do like cardio with Pilates or bar or something like that. And then Saturday, you just got to walk. All you got to do Saturday is walk and get the steps. And then on Sunday, girl, you rest. And then Monday, you know, we started all over again. But that works for me. Figure out a schedule That works for you um, based on how you like to live your life, based on other things you have going on in your life, and determine what days you want to really like go after it and hit it hard and what days you really need to be rest days and see if that doesn't help you be more consistent. I find that knowing ahead of time that, oh, Tia, yes, you do have to work out basically six days out of the week, but girl, only four of those is going to eat you alive, you can do 4 days and then chill pretty much the other 2 to 3. You can do that. That sounds way better to me than OT like you got to I don't know, cross train for 6 days, 7 days a week in order to get the body that you want. Because we know that's not true. That's not the case. If we are consistent with a lot of the tips that I'm talking about on today's episode, you know how we like to use Easter as a marker. By Easter, like girl, they better watch out. Like, you're going to shut it down. You're going to show up to church shutting it down. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, you've lost so much weight. Yes, I have. He has ri- he is risen and so have I. <laughs> yes. So figure out a schedule that's going to work for you and then just hit it. Even on the days you don't want to. And just to put this in here. I don't always want to go to the gym. I was talking to somebody one day and they were just like, oh, but you love it. You lo-. And I was thinking like, girl, no, I don't. I don't. I have to talk myself into it most days because there are certainly other things I could be doing, I need to be doing, or I just want to do. And so there are a lot of days where I have to hype myself up and talk myself into driving to the gym. And showing up for myself and making it happen. So, And we're going to talk about that in a little bit on the second half of this episode. But girl, I don't always want to go, which is why having the schedule is so important. When you need a snack during the day, choose vegetables. Which kind of goes hand in hand with the bento box idea that we talked about at the beginning. Something that she has taught me. And something that I just picked up on just listening to her talk is like, oh, whenever you get hungry during the day, you should be reaching for vegetables, like raw ones, vegetables that haven't been cooked. Now, of course, I guess for a lot of people, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, but I can't just sit there and eat raw vegetables without dipping them into something. And girl, I get it. I get it. So you would have to find what's going to work for you in terms of a dip, Um, Of course, the first couple of things that come to my mind are like hummus or like ranch dressing um, or you could find some other type of salad dressing or something that you like. But, you know, let me just remind everybody, now that I'm actually looking, looking at everything on a food label, my mind is just blown at how something can say sugar-free or fat-free But then you flip it over and you read the label and it's like, yeah, you might be sugar free and fat free, but honey, it's enough sodium in this thing to stop my heart forever. Like eating this is literally going to put me into some type of cardiac arrest. So it's going to be a no for me. You know, today I was trying to find a new balsamic dressing, right? And I was thinking like, man, it would be great if I could find one that was fat free because. Fats are normally hidden in condiments, like pretty much all of the condiments, butter, sour cream, barbecue sauce, salad dressing, all of it has high amounts of fat, right? So I was like, if I could find something that's low in fat, that would really work for me because I eat way too much salad to have, um, you know, a really fatty dressing. And luckily, I was able to find a dressing at the grocery store that claimed to be fat free. I flipped it over on the back of the label. It definitely was. It was fat-free, but it did have some sugar in it. And I was just like, ooh, man, well, I guess, you know, you know, we can't have it both ways. Take it and let's go. But then as I was about to walk away, I kind of quickly saw another balsamic made by the same people, and it said sugar-free. And I was like, well, let me read the label on that to see what's different other other than the obvious, the fats versus the sugar. But let me read this label and see what's different about the sugar-free version. Well, you read the sugar-free version. It's a third of the calories of the fat-free version. So it's a lower calorie dressing. It it also was fat-free, did not have any fats. But then on top of that, it was sugar-free. And so I'm like, well, hello, this is, this is obviously the better choice because it's sugar-free, it's fat-free. And it's a third of the calories of the one that is fat free. So, read the labels, y'all. Read the labels, read the labels, read the labels, because the labels literally tell us everything we need to know as far as doing the whole fitness and food math thing. And the more I read labels, the more my mind is just blown. So, read the labels. But going back to the point I was trying to make is that yes, when you do need a snack, reach for raw veggies, raw veggies, which when we think about it, those are easier to prepare. You can kind of buy those already chopped. Uh, Most places sell them already chopped. You can kind of pick out what you want, like we said, make your own bento box. And those have really been great ways to fill up without, um, you know, eating something that's not necessarily the best choice. Moving on to the next lesson learned. Jumping rope helps relieve cramped, sore, or muscles with lots of tension in them. So, you know, as you're working out, especially on leg day, let's focus primarily on leg day because this is when she has me do it. So on leg day no matter how much i warm up, doesn't matter how much water i've eaten, i mean drink, <laughs> i've had to drink and it doesn't really matter what i've eaten before getting there. my legs start to feel gassed or like if we go up in weight, i'll tell her i'll be like, "oh, like i don't think i'm going to make it. This this is going to be the rep that takes me out." um and she'll say Well, no, just come over here and jump rope and just shake your legs out. So when you see people in the gym and they're like shaking their legs or their arms out, they're trying to like fight off that feeling like, oh my gosh, their limb is about to cramp up. You don't have to be in there shaking all over the place, flailing your arms and legs, just jump rope. Literally just jump rope. About a hundred skips, maybe even less, is enough to shake you back out enough. And you'll be good to go. When I mean to tell you, I have yet to be sore from these crazy... Well, they're not crazy workouts, but these more intense workouts. I have yet to be sore. And I think it's because she has me do things like jump rope between sets. So also, with that being said, resting between a set. My rest between a set is like walking to the next machine. But I'm not standing there like looking at my phone or like... um sipping water like of course if I wanted water I would drink it but between sets I'm not doing a whole lot of just idle standing staring the stuff you see people doing in the gym she'll have me do something like push-ups or jump rope and I think that's also something that we could kind of just put in our back pocket and say "Mm, maybe that's something that I can try doing um because I really do think it helps. Number one, it keeps your heart rate up. So your heart rate is not like sinking and then going back up once you start exercise again. But then it's also getting more of a workout in within whatever time you have allotted for the workout. Um, I have really enjoyed having those little little periods of push ups and jumping rope between the bigger exercises. They have helped me out a lot. And one of the last lessons that I've learned is that, yeah, we already talked about that. Everything, almost everything, everything has fats in it. And before I was interested in macros and all of that, I don't think like reduced fat or the light version or fat-free, I never used to buy those options. I always bought just a regular straight up version of something. And for some things, I'll probably always continue to buy them because other people live in my house and they don't want, you know, the lighter sugar-free choice if it's going to taste different, right? But I never really paid attention to that until now. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I'm amazed. So like I said a few minutes ago, read your food labels. So, the fact that I'm even working with a personal trainer says a lot about some individual growth here, right? You remember years ago when Shonda Rhimes wrote that book about the year of yes and everybody had a year of yes. I mean, not me because when the book dropped, I didn't read it. Don't judge me. So, I don't know. I don't know what she was talking about in the book. But What I get from the title of the book is that you were supposed to just say yes to anything that could possibly serve you in a positive way. Let's just assume, let's assume that's what the book was about. If the book was not about that, feel free to message me and let me know that I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, remember years ago when everybody had like this year of yes and everybody was like, yes, 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 yes. What happened to that? What happened to that? I think I know what happened to that. I think social media taught us to be okay and comfortable with saying no. And then no became like the new cool thing to <laughs> to say. And so then we all just started saying, mm, nope, that's not going to work for me. Nope, 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 nope. For whatever our reasons are, no is a complete sentence. And we took that and we ran with it. Perhaps to the detriment of some of the progress that we're trying to make, Right. And I recognize that in myself. So I was like, okay, Tia, you are trying to figure out whatever your new normal is going to be because we have gone through the process and I did, I had to mourn the fact that I did not have that job teaching classes anymore and it took me a long time. I'm like, okay, but you're over it now. Like you're not sad about that anymore. Um, but you do need to figure out what your new normal is going to be and how are you gonna do that If you have this long list of things you're not going to do, girl, like how can one even figure anything out if you're constantly telling yourself or whoever's trying to help you? No, right? So I told myself, okay, I'm going to start saying yes to different foods, new ideas, workouts, strategies, whatever. I am going to not be so skeptical that things may not work out, and I'm just going to assume that they will. I'm just going to say yes, because the worst thing that could happen is that I'll get feedback that it's not for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a waste of my time or that it failed in some way, right? So I decided to have a year of yes, but make it all about fitness and wellness, okay? And that's how I ended up with the personal trainer. Because for a long time, I was like, oh, no, you know, it's not worth it. It's not this. It's not that. Then when my gym had that special, it kind of really didn't even make sense for me to not take the gym up on the special. Um, And of course, now that I'm working with somebody, I have purchased additional sessions. I'm like so in love with it. I can tell it's working. And it's literally everything that I think I need in like on my journey right now, but I wouldn't be here if I had just been stuck telling myself no, right? I had to tell myself yes and open myself up to the possibility that something might work. Telling yourself yes in this case, or at least in this area of your life, might be the difference between you getting to where you want to be and you staying where you are. And I know for me, I'm like, well, I don't want to stay where I'm at because I don't want to be frustrated. We talk about that a lot in season one. I don't wanna be frustrated like this or I don't wanna be the reason as to why I'm frustrated. So I need to start telling myself yes more often or at least being okay with trying and seeing how something comes out. And then also something that I'm working on is that if I try something and it does not work out, then I do not need to be upset about that (laughs) because that would be so me. So that's something else that I think um, I wanna pass on um, as we talk about this is that I also don't wanna be upset if something doesn't work out because that's the only way we're going to know what works and what doesn't, is that if we try. Things that I would say to my children, I am going to start saying to myself, well, honey, you don't know unless you try. Don't be afraid to try. <laughs> don't be afraid to try. Like, seriously, I wouldn't even be feeling as good as I do right now if it wasn't for the fact that I completely changed my mindset and decided to like move forward with trying something new. So... Being open, saying yes is something that I want all of us to kind of work on. We're still in the early stages of the year. It's never too late to make a good decision and start new. If you've already fallen off the bandwagon with some of your healthy habits, girl, just start, pick them up. Pick those habits right back up where you left them. Pick them up at your next meal. Pick them up tomorrow morning. It's literally never, ever too late. And in most cases, Your results are on the other side of whatever it is you've told yourself you don't want to do. For me, that could be getting up early, which I haven't even shared this, but now that I'm going to bed at a decent time at like 9 o'clock at night, there have been mornings where I will wake up. Like I will naturally wake up on my own at about 4. And if I wake up and I'm feeling it, I will get up and I will go downstairs and I will do my cardio for the day before I even make my kids their breakfast and their lunches and all of that. What's been key for me about that too is also being flexible. So even in me saying yes to something that I probably would have said no to last year, I still allow myself to be very flexible in it. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I feel rested, I feel good, I feel like, yeah, I can go ahead and get up and it's four o'clock in the morning, I will say, yes, I will allow myself to do that. Now, there might be another day where I I have slept for eight hours. I slept for eight hours. I will wake up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning and I'll say to myself, oh, sis, but you're not feeling it today. So don't do it to yourself. Say yes to getting more rest, right? Whatever it is that's going to be the best for me in that moment as it relates to my fitness or wellness routine, I'm choosing to say yes and allow myself to try different things and do different things because I know at the end, as long as I'm consistent with all of it, even if I'm not consistent with every single thing every single day, at, on the grand scheme of things, as long as I'm just consistent overall, it's it's going to work out in my favor, right? So say yes more, be willing to try things more. This is also a great exercise in positive self-talk and believing that you can. When you talk to people about working out or changing how they eat, I mean, maybe because I do this for a living, but I hear a lot of I can't or whatever. Like, I I hear a lot of no's and and I can't. And sometimes it's very good reasons for it. And so you have to take the no's. As they come. So this is not me saying go against something that's not medically right for you or um, do something that you know you just absolutely shouldn't be doing. This is not that. This is me saying when confronted with or given the option, when choices are in front of you and you have the choice to say yes to something that you know would be good for you, you know um might help you get to where you want to be but maybe you just have a hang up about something in your mind or you're a little skeptical about it just say yes and see what happens right and i think doing this has quite possibly been the best the best thing i could have done for myself starting out on a new year so i just wanted to pass that on to you if you feel like you're in a place where you are trying to work out, trying to get in shape, trying to change how you eat and you feel like it's just a lot of change taking place at one time and you might feel bombarded by all of the choices and all of the change, know that you're not alone. Say yes to what you feel you can and know that anything you do that's moving in the right direction is going to result in progress and results for you. And that's something else that I wanted to say in my tips earlier Something else that I've noticed is that I don't have to get it perfect every day, right? It's not about perfection. It truly is about progress. So I don't have to hit my protein intake every day. I don't have to be exact, like spot on with my water every day. I don't have to get eight hours of sleep every day. Every workout might not be my best workout because some days I might be tired or I might be in a bad mood or, you know, just whatever, It won't be perfect every day. I don't even have to worry about getting it perfect every day because all I have to do is progress towards the finish line, right? Every day that I go to the gym, every day that I eat a vegetable, (laughs) I eat a piece of fruit, I take a sip of water, every day that I honor my bedtime routine and I'm in the bed by a certain time, even if all of that was messy and not right and maybe not ideal, it will all work together for my good, and I will eventually get to where I want to be. So if you were sitting here thinking like, Oh, I don't I don't want to weigh food or I don't wanna create a workout schedule because I know I can't commit to this, or it's gotta be per if you're a person out there that's thinking it's gotta be perfect in order for you to just start, girl, it does not have to be. All you have to do is have a plan in front of you and then you try to execute that plan to the best of your ability. And what's really beautiful about that is that the part of it that's that little best of your ability part is actually what makes it a lifestyle, right? That is what makes it a lifestyle. That is what makes it change that you can sustain forever, because you're doing it in a way that absolutely works for you instead of doing something that's on a piece of paper. Now, does the piece of paper get you started? Absolutely. The piece of paper gets you started. The piece of paper teaches you what you need to know, and it helps you develop habits. But once you kind of get into a rhythm with that, then you naturally start to see where you can make something work for you. So I hope that's helpful to somebody I hope some of the tips were helpful to you. I hope we are all in a place where we are saying yes to things that are gonna be good for us more often than we are saying no. Something that I'm still working on myself. And I just know this year is going to really be, it's gonna be it. It's gonna be it. And let me tell you how I know it's gonna be it. Because the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I think Ashanti posted a picture of herself in a bikini. And I cannot tell you how many people sent me that to be like, see Tia, this is what you were, this is what you were talking about on your podcast. Look at her. And I'm like, yeah, she looks great. Ashanti looks like she takes Pilates and eats whatever she wants. And it is all working out for her good. Whatever she's doing, she should keep it up because she looks amazing. That is the goal, right? The goal is to be comfortable with who you are executing that in a way that is comfortable for you and the life that you are living. So here we go. We're almost in February. Month number one is down. We only have, what, 11 more months to go? (laughs) And we'll see where we all end up at the end of the year. Let's move on and talk about some of the random yet relatable things that are happening around us before I go pick my children up from school. Well, first and foremost, you know, we love to talk about Lori Harvey here. Um, Lori just turned, I don't know, what was it, 26? She turned 26. She had a birthday party. And during that birthday party, she debuted her new boo. Now, I don't know how many of y'all watch Snowfall. I don't know if you are aware with who Damson Idris is. He plays Franklin on FX's Snowfall. He does an amazing job on that show. It is actually in the last season, season 6. I think it's supposed to start sometime soon. It's a great show, like from start to finish. If you've never seen it, please watch it. He is Lori Harvey's new boyfriend apparently. And don't don't you know I love to see it? I love to see that girl thriving. I love to see her dating all of the handsome, rich young men in Hollywood. I love to see her breaking hearts and taking names. Good for her. You know, I've had a couple conversations with people about Lori and what they think about her and uh, the choices that she's making and all of that. And I'm just like, y'all, that girl is 26. She is not a teenager. She is a grown woman. And I don't know what y'all are going to do if Lori decides that she doesn't ever want to get married. What if she just dates these people for like the rest of her life? What are y'all going to do? What, I mean, what are you guys going to do if this is just who she is? And then I don't know where the judgment from that even comes from. Because I feel like when men date and they show up with a new girl every now and again, people just kind of laugh it off. They call him a bachelor. For some people, they even feel like that makes the man more attractive. Like, I don't know. I feel like men are allowed to date around until they're ready to settle down. And then when they're ready to settle down, for whatever reason, people are like, they celebrate that like, oh, he was finally ready to settle down. He was tired playing the field. People allow men to have that. But when you're a woman, you are not afforded the luxury of dating around to learn about what you may or may not like to date until you feel like you're ready to get married and then settle down. Because you know what happens to a woman after she settles down If she so chooses to, she's going to have children. And that's going to make her real settled, real quick. Why y'all want that for that girl? She's only 26. Everybody listening under the sound of my voice that has already gotten married and had children, you know what your life is like. Even if we're all living life on different levels, doing different things in different places, at the end of the day, it's all what? Husband and kids and work. And it's a lot. It's a little hamster wheel of adulthood that you know you don't want to put on a young woman who's in the prime of her life. Wouldn't you tell a younger you or a younger who whomever is in your life, like, girl, don't be in no rush to do none of this. Yes, I might look happy and I might be enjoying my life, but girl, this is the decision I've already made. So in a lot of cases, I just have to rock with it because it's what's good for me. I'm already here, right? Got to make the best of it. But see, you on the other side of this, you have not entered, you have not crossed over into marriage and to motherhood and all of that. So girl, be young, free, and irresponsible up to a certain point for as long as you can. Because once you cross over, girl, it's no going back. Like it's a wrap. You're done. You're done. You are done, but you know, still fun and spicy, but still, it's not the same. And if you are listening to this and you know exactly what, (laughs) you know exactly what I mean. So why y'all want that for that girl? Let her, let her continue to date and have fun and live her life. She's only 26. So she probably has, you know, a very long time before she decides like, "Eh, let me give all this up and go ahead and like settle down with someone. Like, yeah, why not? Please let that girl have her life. Because she looks like she's having an amazing time. And also, she looks like she don't care about what y'all think. So that's got to be worth something. Worth mentioning, at least. Something else that I've been looking at on social media that has brought me a lot of joy is old videos of Jamie Foxx. He is such a good storyteller. And if you're on TikTok or Instagram or wherever you get your videos on social media... Just look up any time Jamie Foxx is being interviewed by somebody and he's telling a story about anything. His stories just light up my face. I end up smiling. He's so funny and animated. Um, And it's something about him that seems so just like genuine. I saw a video of him standing. um, I think he was at like the BET Awards or the NAACP Awards watching her rehearse so like it wasn't the live show it was like a rehearsal and she was performing and doing her thing and i think it was the first time that he had ever um e- either heard of her or heard her music or whatever because you could hear him saying like who is this what song is this like he was you know asking questions about her and then after she got done rehearsing he goes up to her and says like wow like you killed it and this was only the rehearsal He was like, you're so talented. And he was like, just praising her for her performance um, and basically telling her like, stick with this. Like you're, you're young, you're talented. Don't let nobody take either one of them things from you. Go forth and be great, young lady. Like it was just such a good moment. Watch his videos if you haven't. He tells the best stories. Two of the shows that I watch are now back on TV. If you have never seen Godfather in Harlem, starring... Forrest Whitaker, what are you waiting for? Such a good show. Um, of course, it's based on true events, right? And, but y'all know they fictionalized it for drama. They gonna put that disclaimer at the beginning of it. But it's such a good show. He does such an amazing job on it. And it's different. It's not like watching, I don't know, like Power or BMF or any of those kind of shows. Um Something about it is just different. Even though it's still about selling drugs, I don't know. They kind of make it classy. I don't know. But check out the show if you haven't seen it. It's really good. BMF is also back. And let me tell you all about how the daddy on BMF gets on my nerves. He gets on my last nerves. I don't know if if you've seen the second season yet. Him and the wife are having some issues, she is so patient, she is so kind, she is so loving. She is like the ideal like quintessential like wife and mom. And when I mean to tell y'all I be wanting her to just leave him where she found him. I'm like, "Girl, leave him and that guitar where where you found him." Because he gets on my nerves. I don't like the way he talks to her. I don't like the way he talks to those children. I don't really think I like him. <laughs> All that much his character really bothers me but I feel like that's a good show Lala is on this season of BMF and she does a really good job she's actually a really good actress what what was she on before this power hmm, are they typecasting Lala are they is she being typecast I don't know I also saw her in an old spice commercial the other day so maybe not but it looks like they are trying to put her in similar role. anyway because we're not going to knock Lala's hustle. Lala is on this and she does a very good job. And I also think that Carisha is supposed to be on this season of BMF, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting to see who she shows up opposite of. Because I'm assuming if they're bringing Carisha on, Carisha is probably going to be um, somebody's love interest. I'm sure. I'm almost certain that's what they're going to do. I'm wrapped. I've wrapped up some books this month, I'm still listening to Spare, Prince Harry, because I only listen to it when I'm in my car. So I'm still listening to that. The book is still really good. At this point, I'm at the place where he's talking about a lot of his time as a soldier. His brother has married Kate at this point and he's just talking about their relationship. And so far what I've been able to take away from the book that I didn't know before Is that his brother? It was has not been a good brother to him, which probably shouldn't surprise me, but it for whatever reason it did. I finished reading You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. If you have not read that book or you've never heard of it, it was good. It was a page turner, it was a very suspenseful read. I'm not going to spoil it for you by talking about the ending. So what I will say is read it and then reach out to me and let me know what you thought about the way that book ends. I have spoken to some of my friends who have read the book and I let them know what I thought about the ending and they pretty much laughed at me and was like, Tia, you can't have it all. What what did you want her to write? Which one of my friends was like, oh, well, maybe she's going to write, Siri, no one asked you, maybe she's going to write a part two. I don't know if she is or if she isn't, but read that and let me know what you think. This month, or for the month of February, I'm going to be reading Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan and All About Love by Bell Hooks. I can't wait for that. And I'm also watching Married at First Sight Nashville. I mean, the couples just got married. They haven't made it to their honeymoon yet. And so far, one of the couples, the girl, the Dominique, the really young one, I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to make it. And then, I really don't know these people's names yet either. Is her name Kristen? Kristen, and I think she's matched with the guy with the bald head. I think that they're so cute together. And I think they are like a perfect match as far as what they say they want from each other. I really hope she's able to give him a chance. Um, And I'm interested to see like how that's going to go. And then the other couple where the girl is like a cheerleading coach. or She's like a pageant beauty queen. Um, And she married somebody who was an only child. I hope they are able to make it because they seem like they have a lot of potential. And then the other couple where the girl is like a hair salon owner and her husband is a sailor or he likes to sail yachts competitively or something like that. I really like her. So I hope he does not annoy her or like break her heart or make it hard for her because she seems like just like the sweetest woman. So I hope, you know, hope they make it too. I feel like this season has a lot of potential. So far, the couples look really great. Oh, and then the other couple where the girl is like super, like <laughs> she's super animated and her husband is kind of like more laid back. Is his name Liam? I don't know. I don't know, but she's short. He's really tall. They actually seem like they're a really good match too. So this is the first season that I've watched in a long time where the people seem like they were matched perfectly. So now we just got to hope that these people don't get in their own way, which are we Are we all not working on that? Because God knows I'm working on staying out of my own way. So that's what I'm watching on TV right now. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad we got a chance to catch up. If you or anyone you know needs help establishing healthy habits, you're looking to gain some momentum and consistency on your fitness, wellness, health journey, feel free to reach out to me at tavfitness at gmail.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram at tavfitness. You can also check out my website, www.tffitness.com. Share this podcast with someone who you think may enjoy it. Girl, they got so many episodes to listen to at this point. Don't forget to rate and review if you enjoyed what we talked about today. Don't compete, don't compare, don't complain. What God has for you is for you. Never knock another woman's hustle. And remember when you're out, compliment a woman and make her day. I gotta go get in the school pickup line to go get my babies, to get all 51 of them. So I hope y'all have a great day. I will talk to you next time. Love you, girl. Bye.